Today is the 12th. It's Monday, March 12th. Monday, March 12th. Right on. Coming to you live from St. Robert, Missouri. The Quality Inn in St. Robert, Missouri. I think that's the first time those words have ever been said in a sentence. Coming to you live from St. Robert, Missouri. I think that's where we are. We're west of Rolla. We're right by uh, Uranus. (laughs) I prefer the term Uranus. Well... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if you're an adult. So, folks, friends, last night we were driving into um, the halfway point between Springfield, Illinois, and Tulsa, Oklahoma, which is where our gig is tonight. And we kept passing these signs that were talking about Uranus, Missouri, but it was um, the fudge factory is like their claim to fame. (laughs) If you want to call it that. And it says, the best fudge in the universe is found in... Uranus, Missouri. So I'm not going to be blue here. <laughs> oh, using a dupe term. I've always used that. Really? Yeah, I've always used that I've term. I've never heard you say it before. I've used it. Mm-hmm. I've used it a lot. Mm-hmm. Blue humor uh-huh. means when, it's, when there are gentlemen present, the ladies should not be saying blue things. Oh, really? Because you're just like, oh, there's gentlemen present and they can't handle it. And their delicate sensibilities can't handle any type of risque humor. Men are delicate flowers. They are. You're so sensitive. (laughs) You're so sensitive. Who dis? (laughs) Yeah. All right. So this is our first um, podcast. A little bit delayed because of, um, I don't know if you've ever been on tour before, but um, the things that we're managing are our tour management, which means that (laughs) We have to, like, get ourselves fed and sleep places and find places to sleep. And um, and then in addition to that, make sure that the tour vehicle is in good shape. Tire mm-hmm. pressure, gasoline. Um, Rear view so mirrors. Rear view mirrors are adjusted properly for mm. each driver's unique needs. There's always the optimum packing. We have to pack the gear, unpack it for gigs. Um, then you got to... You know, feed the musicians, make sure that there's healthy food options available. And, That's tough. Um, finding some time to exercise and hang out with all the people that we've been seeing on the road. And then and then also the social media management, which I've been trying to do on the road. You've been really good at that. I've just been liking whatever it is you've like, <laughs> done. So we've been trying to Facebook Live all the shows, um, or at least portions of them. Mm-hmm. And, um, and also just keep people aware of the reality of it. So on Tuesday night... The first night of the gig, the first night of the tour, we made twenty-five bucks each. Wednesday night we made twenty-eight bucks each. Thursday night we made forty-four dollars each. Mm-hmm. Friday night, Friday at Sweetwater, which was awesome. Yeah. We split a seventy-five dollar payday um, and sold some CDs, which was cool. Um, and then Saturday we did pretty well because we made um, one hundred eighty-two dollars each at our house concert. So, you know, not bad for a week's wages, but we had absolutely not done it without our supporters on the white yep. um the wire famous tour gofundme page so thank you to all of you guys um who supported the tour so far we're gonna leave it up till march 25th now um if you want to help us fund this thing yep and uh and it's been a lot of fun on the road you know we've had uh, we've had some good shows we have some good performances as well and yeah. feel pretty pretty strong about all that um, it's like i feel like i'm in an andrew grimm master class <laughs> That's so I'm true. like, because I'm sitting close to you, and I'm like watching your fingers play guitar and singing, and we're both um, being helpfully cri- critical, mm-hmm. not criticism, but critique right. of each other's songwriting and songs and performance, and 
it's good. Like it's, I don't know. We have a lot of time together. Yeah, we do. We're, 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 we're traveling in the, my 2015 Honda Fit. Uh, it is very close quarters. There's not there's not much room to 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 move. So there's like you know alone time is nap time. <laughs> um, and uh, but uh, I, I well I appreciate that. Thank you for saying that about the Instagram masterclass. It's and I have a have I have a topic I wanted us to talk about today. Since we are not uh-huh. writing essays and we are just um, simply recording this live for a little while today. Okay, you have you so your topic is ready. Well, let me let me let me just. Tit for tat. Okay. On, on, the, on that. Um, <laughs> Tit. <laughs> Tit. <laughs> okay, okay, Uranus. <laughs> anyway, go I ahead. Hope you're, I hope you're satisfied. I am. The 12-year-old um, boy in me just let a little, like, wee, tit. <laughs> wee. <laughs> the 12-year-old Ralph Macchio. <laughs> yes, Ralph. Here's, cheers to him. Cheers to him. Clink. Dink. With coffee. Mm. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Oops. Oh, what? what, what You're worried about saying shit? We've said worse. I'm sure I have. You have. <laughs> I, I I try to be conservative with my with my language. You, however, <laughs> screaming liberal. It's 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 very nice. Fuck it. <laughs> what what? Um, so as much as it's a masterclass and, and Andrew Graham, you know, kind of making it up as he goes. Um, it's also like being able to the the cool thing about doing this tour is being able to watch each other perform and see what's going on. With like you know, what you were, how you were playing thirteen years ago, on yeah. our on our our first tour, our first tour, two thousand five, in March of two thousand five, man, and you know you you see like the I think I had said it the other night uh, we were in a another conversation about what we've learned from each other and the one thing that you know I've I've seen with your playing is that the the patience or the restraint on certain things like. There's, you're very measured in how you present a song, and it's you know very controlled and very deliberate. And I think like you know I watch that, and I also think about your voice as well, and how how you know it's not your voice is so strong, and um, it, it, this doesn't sound like a nice thing to say. It's so consistent, mm. but it's but it's very you know I go back to that word measured. You know, it's like I can you 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 enunciate, and but it also seems it's it's very natural at the same time. So it's always it's always fun to watch that. Thank you. When that happens, I was gonna um, deflect and um, be self-deprecating and and be like Rolling Stone. Ellen Cherry's voice is reliable. <laughs> With her reliable voice. With her reliable voice. <laughs> yeah, I mean it could be the Ellen Cherry's that new album is reliable. Reliable. <laughs> reliable. It's consistently consistent. <laughs> yeah. um, no, thank you for saying that. Yeah. We're, we're learning lots, folks. And the and the thing that I do want to say is, I mean, I don't want to say many things, and we have some time, um, is that uh, one of the reasons I go out on the road is to be reminded how many wonderful people are out in these in in America mm-hmm. doing their thing. Oh, yeah. So we have been hosted and had shows set up by Brian McQuaid in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And it was, he didn't even play. He stayed for the whole show. Yeah, he and ran the door. He, he ran the door. He housed us. He fed um, us. He late fed night. us. He cooked us a, a delicious meal late at night, which is a very hard thing to find. After midnight, he fed us this wonderful pasta, spinach mm-hmm. dish. And Ladies, he's single. <laughs> 
Yes, and he has a job and a house, and he's a guitar player and writes good songs, and he's a good-looking guy, and I could go on and on. Brian McQuaid, B-R-Y-A-N, no E. Um, he's wonderful. Hello, Brian. I'm so glad to have met him. Um, the second night in Cleveland, we hooked up with our friend Matt Monta, mm-hmm. who lives in Columbus, but we also met um, Jason... Jason Myers. M- Myers. Mm-hmm. It's not Mosley? No, it's Myers. I have this card right here. Jason Patrick Myers. Jason Patrick. Acoustic troubadour, teacher, host of Neo Rocks on WJCU 88.7 FM. You should be in radio. You have a radio voice. I keep hearing that. I might try to do some voiceover work. You should, man. How, we we how, should give up songwriting and both do voiceover work, except my voice is like this. <laughs> I don't know why my auditions don't go well, or they always keep casting me for disgruntled 49 minor, or minor 49er. <laughs> Daggabbit. So, Jason. Yes. Shout out to Jason, who runs this radio show, Northeastern Ohio Rocks, on... Um, What's the channel again? It's a WJCU 88.7 in Cleveland. Neo Rocks. Neo. We've got your rock right here. He hosted the show. Rock all day. (laughs) He hosted hosted the show on Wednesday. We did Brent Kirby's 10 by 3 songwriter series at this beautiful place called the Brothers Lounge. They had a Mm -hmm. wonderful piano. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, a nice Kwai, I believe it was a Kwai. No, it was a Yamaha. It was a Yamaha. Yeah, and I got to play it, which was wonderful. We met some cool songwriters that night. We heard some cool music. Mm-hmm. Um, got to play with Matt, which was super fun. And Matt's, Matt's second song, what I don't know what the name of that song was. He wrote it like a couple weeks ago or whatever. It's so good. Oh my goodness. It's what, like, it, 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 it has gone to the top of my top ten with a bullet. We need to get him to maybe record it so next yeah. week we can feature it. Um, so then... It snowed that night, which was sort of magical, too, because Grimm was playing on stage, and then it was snowing behind him. And he was singing Thunder, <laughs> which has this line about snow in it. So it was quite magical. Um, then we headed to Detroit, and we met the mayor of River Rouge. Or you already know him, but I hadn't met him before. Don mm-hmm. Dupree, which he's known as The Dupe. And... The Dupe in the morning. I'm... I'm 87.5. <laughs> I'm unabashedly unapologetically going to say that hanging out with you and dupe after the gig um on thursday night was one of the best nights of my life awesome it was so much fun we had we traded songs Mm -hmm. we um listened to a bunch of the music from chicago not sung by peter satara and like other guy Dupe and I know all the words, and Grimm's like, oh, my God. And yeah. we're, like, singing at the top of our lungs. And it was just, we had a lot of fun. It was really, really, really good. So um, it was wonderful. So, um, and then Friday, we went to Sweetwater. We met our sales engineers, Austin Moss and Michael Rango. We got a VIP tour of the facilities. Mm-hmm. And um, it was great. Yeah, we, we played uh, from 12 to 1. With uh, and Tim was our sound engineer. Yep, Tim was cool. And uh, it was a cool stage, good sound on stage. Yep, felt really good. Um, and then uh, oh, we got we got fed. We got, we got food. We got lunch. I got two Snickers bars out of the deal. Yeah, she and said you could take as many. You should have just taken the whole box. <laughs> oh, thanks. Form in my purse. <sighs> I think we may have to take a station break. Okay, station break and. Uh, Hold on just one second, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. There's just a- for personal reasons, everybody. You don't have to tell them that. 
Thanks for that. That was just a little a technical difficulty. Let's just <laughs> say that. It was a Ooh. technical difficulty. Yep. So Friday we were at Sweetwater. Yep. Then we drove to Chicago. We got a parking ticket because we filled Ooh. out the parking pass. We didn't fill out the parking pass, so screw you, Chicago Parking Authority, for being jerks. Y'all can bite it. Jerk faces for not realizing, like, we're out of town. We have the parking pass in there. Anyway, I'm fighting it. You know what? When, when the... Chicago Transit Authority sends you a correspondence. You should just reply, who dis? <laughs> who dis? <laughs> you know? Who dis? I don't care. Yeah. Um, so then we um, stayed at Steve Dawson and Diane Christensen's house. Steve is um, a musician. Both of them are musicians in Chicago. They have a, a man, their band has been around for like 25 or 30 years called Dolly Varden. Very, very, very famous in Chicago. Um they started as a band called Stump the Host and then switched to Dolly Varden. Um, I'm going to forget the other two members, but I also know that Mark Boletto is one of the guitar players. He's just incredible. The, all the musicians in that band are amazing. So Steve and Diane had set up, graciously set up a house concert in their art studio in Diane, and Diane and Steve share a studio. They're not only married, but they also share a studio. She's a visual artist as well as a musician, and Steve um, has his recording studio out there. <clears throat> and we had like we packed like thirty people in there. It was an mm-hmm. amazing show. We played three hours of music. Yep. The audience hung until the very end. Yep. Um, nobody left. Nobody left, and nobody spoke. Yeah. Like everyone I mean, was polite and everyone, quiet. And... Well, just attentive. Like it's yeah. just one of those shows where, in contrast to like some of the other shows you play, like. Um, on Thursday in Detroit, we had this wonderful place called PJ's Logger House, and the first hour of it was this blissful, um, beautiful dinner show. And then it got it turned into a bar, which is nobody's fault. It's just the nature of a bar. Yeah. Like they, it's um, a bar. But I have to give props to PJ's Logger House for having music with no television. Yeah, right? no television. Like they have a PA set up, which is wonderful, um, and they have no television while you're playing, which is like. It's the little things. It is. And they have a record store in the basement. Oh, yeah, the record store. Yeah. So it was great. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still really riding the high of, like, seeing all these friends, old and new, and um, it's it's not a pretty time to be in this country because everything (laughs) is sort of gray and dead, but it's lit up by the fact that, like, tonight we're going to be in Tulsa, Oklahoma, meeting Christopher Blevins, who yep. has allowed us to come on his Monday night show at the Mercury Lounge. And we listened to one of his songs yesterday, and it just blew me away. Yep, it's really good. I'm going to really see good. if he, maybe he can also get us um, an MP3 of his song so we can feature it. Yep, we should definitely feature that. And the, the thing about, like, the, the meeting the people in, in, in the country as we kind of travel through, like how nice everybody is and kind, and it's not, it's like... It's not the echo chamber or the bubble of of social media that we all feel when you're like, I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe this is happening. When when you actually venture out of your house and out of your neighborhood and out of your town and then out of your county and then out of your state, you start meeting all these people who who feel the same way. Yep. And it's just like, you know, and, and you're not commiserating as much as you're reaffirming a sense that there are there are other Americans out there. Who you know are are equally worried and concerned and and trying to do something about it, and that's the great thing. Like the great thing about Chris, because I completely and totally cold called him 
uh, for this gig in Tulsa, it was we were in the in the in the booking deal. You want to give yourself a, a measure of time to like a couple of months in advance, sometimes six months in advance to start booking stuff. Like we're trying to book the fall right now. Yeah. And then yeah. there's, I think there's some June dates that I need to book, which I'm like, I'm looking at the counter like, we got three months to book these dates. Yeah. Yikes. Um, happened today. Yeah. We're going to work on it. Um, but the, the thing with, with Chris is that I, I mean, I, I, full disclosure, I looked at, I looked at the site and said, okay, well, we need a Monday night and here's this guy. And I, and I looked at his site and I was like, okay, he's playing here, here and here. Okay. So he plays every like every Monday looks like it's a regular gig. So in my little lizard brain of booking, I'm like, well, then he probably won't mind if we try to get a 30 minute set. It also probably means that he controls that night for himself. Whatever he wants to do, he could probably do. Yeah. So because they trust him, and knowing that Ellen Cherry and I don't suck, it's like okay, well, I feel really comfortable about approaching him and saying, hey, blah blah blah. But also, I'll reciprocate this in Baltimore. I mean, we'll both do whatever we can do to, to help him in Baltimore or even other parts of the country. Like I'll send that guy straight to dupe. I will send that guy straight to Matt Monta like, yeah. or Brian McQuaid or Matt Charette in, in Boston, whom you haven't met yet. But, but that's the whole thing. It's like, we're building this network of, of people. And I'm and, nodding in agreement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so when you, and, and the thing is, is like, then you hear his songs and you you're like oh my god this guy's thinking yeah you know he's really really paying attention to stuff and he's working on like unique combinations of words and um he's he's expressing you know a, a complicated complex emotion through through music and he, and it, the he just sent me a video of the song yeah we and, watched it and it sounds awesome I, I mean, it's, the sound quality is a is a video phone, whatever. But the song itself, and like the way that he's playing the guitar and all this, it's really great. So it's like I'm really looking forward to seeing him because here's somebody who is going to make me up my game anyhow. Yep. When I get there, because like I don't want to, I don't. If, if that's he's just spouting that crap off and <laughs> texting it to me, ooh, I better bring my A game. Yeah, and I love that you said the network because I think that's part of like. The, um, the reason that I get so buoyed by touring around is that you think, well, I have a lot of friends in Baltimore who are like-minded and doing their part uh, to figure out what their bodies and minds can do to improve their communities or their family life or um, their, you know, the online community. And then you think, well, we should gather, like, we should get everyone in Baltimore. All yeah. these people should be tum- come to Baltimore, but that's not true. You know, Matt Monta needs to stay in Columbus, Ohio, and Duke needs to stay in Detroit, and yeah. they need to be working. Like they can stay there because those communities need them. And I and I don't know. It's like having a little safe haven. Yeah. And and the featured artist today is um, we'll talk about him later, but he's part of that network from way back. And when you were talking about the network, I was like, oh yeah, like this is something that people that are doing what you and I do without label support or tour management or anything like that. Or all media of us, support. Like any, any support. Yeah. Completely doing it on our own is like, this is how you do it. This is mm-hmm. where we are being unlike the white house. We are being completely transparent about it. Like <laughs> we're being transparent about this process because we want you to, it's, I think the reality is more beautiful than the fantasy of it. 
mm-hmm. because there's all these little moments of like the reality of sitting in Dupe's living room with you guys for four hours yeah. and like just drinking Topo Chico <laughs> mineral water and passing guitars around. I think for some for music fans that would be really interesting, but if you were watching that on a movie, you'd be like, "There's no, the, there's no denouement." Right. And right. But it was like totally amazing and brilliant and beautiful and intimate and fun and revelatory and it was just yeah, it's like I don't know the reality of it is beautiful. Yeah, and that's that's how you win a dune buggy and a bike. <laughs> that's where you do. That's how you win a dune buggy and a bike. And a bike. Everyone, I have to watch Delta Force now because yeah. I, I have watched Roadhouse, but <laughs> I can watch, watch Delta Force now so that I can fully integrate into the. Um, oh, you just got a Facebook Messenger. I did. Okay. Keep talking. Okay, so one of the things that I wanted to, the, the sort of theme that I wanted to talk about today, I was thinking about yesterday. Um, a friend of Grimm and mine hired us because of tour routing to go right through near his parents' house. <laughs> right through his parents' house. Just drive <laughs> right through it. In Illinois. So we are going between Chicago and Tulsa, and he said, I grew up in a town right in between there in Illinois. Would you guys stop at my parents' house on Sunday? And play an hour of music for them. So I want to thank him. I don't want to name him. I want to keep his identity private. But he paid us to go to his parents' house. And his mother has Alzheimer's and his father's starting to show signs of dementia as well. Um, I don't know their ages, but I would guess they're probably in their late 80s, early 90s. Um, Musicians. um, His father has a... uh, Masters in music and... Woodwinds. In woodwinds. They have a beautiful piano in their home. Um, They had caregivers there who were going to help us um, if anything, you know, like, I wouldn't know. I'm not skilled to go into that type of situation, so I wouldn't know what to handle. But it was just, it was one of the most, so far, one of my favorite gigs of the tour because... I was tired and feeling a little bit emotional before we even got there. And I started thinking about memory and like 20 or 30 minutes before we arrived, I started thinking about the way that I remember old romantic relationships and, um, and my life so far. And as a diarist, the way that I record it and how that affects my memories. And when I look at photographs, which are, you know, a good prompt for memories, but the thing is that like memory is completely, it's not real. Like your memory is not, it's a real thing to remember, but it's not, it's an amalgamum of, did you eat enough food that day? And also how did your brain record the, the physical sensation of being in some situation or Mm -hmm. so to be around two people whose memories are deeply affected by neurological degenerative disease. Um, and what we were there to do is to do something that I've seen work time and time again which is that music touches something very central to the brain in the, I don't know if it's the amygdala or just like the lizard part of it. The middle part of the brain is where we respond to music anyway. And so to, and that part isn't, hasn't degenerated yet. Um, in people who are suffering from, um, neurological degenerative diseases, I guess I'm saying that correctly. I don't even know, but to watch, um, his mother respond to, music and to smile and to tap her foot Mm -hmm. um was just it was incredibly moving um 
And our friend texted me later and said, you know, did she enjoy it? And I was like, here's all the signs that I saw that she was alert and paying attention. And I don't know, it just really spun me off on talking about memory or thinking about memory and remembering. So that's my essay. (laughs) That's my impromptu essay. Your impromptu essay. It's pretty good, huh? Yeah, it's very good. Do you have a response? Uh... Not what you were expecting. Who dis? <laughs> um, it's not what I was expecting, but I, I think that if I think about the shows that were really affecting, I mean, that show was um, a very, it's a very different type of of performance. Like uh, I'm there for a different capacity than I'm normally there. Yeah. I mean, there's still the capacity of sharing. Which is the you know the the idea of any show? It's a it's it's a show and tell, basically. But this one was kind of like a show and remind, um, because there's something that that the degenerative um, uh, you know dementia that that type of thing can't get to, which is the very heart of like you know our natural rhythms. Yeah. You know what you I mean the, the I I mean I I would assume the disruption of natural rhythms happens, you know, at the very 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 end of of the disease, but but while you're going through it, that's probably the last thing that's going to go because it is so deeply innate in all of us. Mm-hmm. You you can just take a look at the converse of small children. You know, toddlers when they are when toddlers when are around live music, although I dislike small children very very much. <laughs> And I don't want their sticky, gummy little mitts all over my stuff. And how do you really feel? <laughs> I really, I, I really dislike being around small children. Um, but you watch them play, and they'll come up, and they will do their version of dancing. Yeah. And and even you know even babies that are barely learning how to walk, they'll do that little squat bounce thing yeah. that they do. Well, they respond to. Tone and mm-hmm. rhythm, yeah, and, and they and that they've never been taught that. No, it's just always there, and I think a lot of ways that the music, uh, or at least what what was being responded to, was that very innate basic instinct of yeah of music and rhythm. It and, was so beautiful. Yeah, it was really beautiful. Yeah, it was a good time. It was it was fun to it was fun to play, but it was also uh, humbling to watch mm-hmm. that. Um, and nothing, nothing makes you think more about your own mortality than being around people who are, you know, in, in the, in the end stages of where they are. Yeah. And you think about like, you know, they've been married for 60 years, 60 years. And we saw their, their wedding pictures and, and we saw pictures of our friend when he was an awkward teenager before he became an awkward adult. (laughs) Uh, so you could definitely see that there was no real change in that pathway. (laughs) Um, sorry, sorry, bro. Um, not sorry, bro. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, and it's, it was, it felt really, even the caretakers had friends come over to, to watch. And then, you know, you see that these, this, this couple is surrounded by people who really love them and people who care about them, even though they're, even though they're technically just caretakers, there was there was a lot of there was a lot of love. Yeah, in, the, one in, of them the was kitchen. one of the caretakers was filming us and sending it to one of their daughters, and 
you know, keeping them posted on how it was going. And even though their their nine children are far away and don't none of them live in Illinois or nearby, um, they're still like keeping in touch and it, like that. It's I know that as a person who lives far away from my parents, I think about that all the time. Like, mm-hmm. what? How do you? I don't know. Anyway, I don't want to get into the, all of that. It was yeah. just a beautiful thing. The caretakers were amazing. Yeah. They were like re- really very caring, loving people. And I'm really happy for to have just had the experience. Just to be a part of it. Like the, I know how music is healing for me. And I hear other people over the years that when they hear music or hear my music specifically, they'll say, this thing really helped me. Yeah. And that is such a personal thing for them to say because I can't possibly understand the scope of how that helped them right. but to be able to see somebody who was responding like his mother just responding to the music in real time it felt really like oh this was worth the drive yeah. <laughs> you know sure Definitely. and you know I'm, well it was an early show too <laughs> you know but it's you know those are, I think those are it kind of goes back to that thing we're talking about with the network you know it, these folks were not in our network, but there was somebody who is in our network who wanted us to do something for him, yeah, for his parents. Because, you know, this guy and in, in who, who's out in D.C., this friend of ours, he he runs a business that helps to support me for yep. certain. For, for certain, there was a whole bunch of mortgages that would not have been, you know, mortgage payments that would not have been paid unless I had been working for that guy. Um, but also, he's he's very kind and and he's you know very helpful and wants to contribute. And while he might not be contributing in in the uh, you know musical output, he's contributing in a way that, that allows musical output to happen. Yep, totally. And that's you know that's always kind of cool to have. Um, so I'm going to circle this around into our featured guest. Okay, cool. Because he. I was, I completely, I can't believe I forgot this, but the only reason that I know him is through you. Yeah. You didn't remember that? I, it, I did not remember that for a long, long time. I knew him first. You, you did. Well, and this is how Fom came to be as well, because he... Oh, he knows Burr. He knows Burr. And, well... And, and he did 2004 Fom, didn't he? he? I don't think he ever did Fom. It was Matt Hopper who was traveling with him because uh, they did the Death of a Day Job tour. So the and, person we're talking about is Andrew Norsworthy. Yes. Who was in a band called Constant Malachi with a, um, I guess I could say boyfriend. We dated for a brief period of time. My, um, my friend Jeremy Boyd, who I haven't talked to in decades, these two dudes from Alaska, one of them ends up at my college in Arkansas. Um briefly and we kept in touch and then I end up meeting Andrew Norsworthy through Jeremy because they were bandmates they stopped playing together because Jeremy moved back to Alaska I think um but Andrew kept going for a long time I think he's still playing music he's still playing music yeah he's out in Seattle now he's out in Seattle and so go ahead and tell the so I knew Andrew from like this would have been in the late 90s when I met Andrew because at that point Jeremy had moved and gone to school with Andrew at Baylor University in Texas. Mm-hmm. So I went down to visit Jeremy and met Andrew. And then low around, it was had to be 2004, 
Okay. All this, uh, everything, all this stuff happens to me in 2004. As far as I can tell, it's 2004. It was the fall of 2004, and I had received either a phone call or an email from Andrew Norsworthy that said, hey, I'm friends with Ellen Cherry, um, blah, blah, blah. Um, she said that you might be able to help, hook me up with a show. Didn't you put them up at the pie shop? I put them, I, they played at the pie shop, and then they played over at Mum's. Okay. And they stayed at Dave Hill's house. <laughs> Now, Dave Hill is friends with Andrew. Dave Hill lives out in Seattle now. And, uh, network, network, network. It was, it was, that, was, that was actually the very, I think, the very beginnings of my networking career in Baltimore as I became somebody who helps people get shows and arranges things and, and lets people stay at their place or figures that stuff out. Yeah. Um, it's really funny. Like I, I hadn't thought about that in, in, in forever. And those guys showed up. And we we did the pie shop on Fleet Street. That's the old pie shop. Uh, and then we we boogied on over to, to Federal Hill. Well, that's where the pastry organ was. The pastry organ, yeah. That was uh, that was. That was on Fleet Street. It was on Fleet Street, and I can't. Remember, I think that was my organ. It was your organ, but it was in the basement, wasn't it? No, no, it was. It was on the first floor. And I made a comment about like it's probably full of pastries. Yeah, it's full of pastries. Yeah, it's just good. I was working at the pie shop at the time too. Oh my god, we got, uh, yeah. got a million lives. A million. Got a million lives. Well, no, I, you know what? I wasn't working at the pie shop at that time, but I, I didn't work at the pie shop until a year later. But anyway, um, so anyhow, you went over to Mums. So we went over to Mums, and that's where, uh, if you've never been to Mums in Baltimore, they have, the, they have this thing called Evil, which is spelled E V E L, and it's uh, a Lithuanian liqueur. Viticus. Made from honey. Made from honey. Yeah. And, uh... It's the only time that I've ever seen Grimm lay, like, a beetle on his back, <laughs> smashed out of his mind. No, great... sorry. You did it again in Las Vegas. Did I? Oh, I did. Yes. I have pictures of... I have pictures of that, and I have a memory of you laying on the... Yeah. Well, you know what? I, from what I understand, that memory isn't real. That's right. So, it's a fantasy. It's a fantasy. Um, so, uh, yeah, so... Now... A big shout out for the network is Brian Whitcomb, who is the bar manager and the the booking agent for Mums. He books all the stuff, and whenever I have a show come through, he always he he will if the date's open, I can have it. He he's is made he a similar. No, he's a guitarist. Okay, there's another Brian Whitcomb who plays with the old part of town. Really? Yeah, that's why I thought you were always talking. There are about two these. Whitcombs. Two Brian Whitcombs. Whoa! Yeah, crazy. Um. So I. Th- um. So whenever you go to Mums, you can get a shot of evil. For like, free. Like, well, well, with uh, when you're playing. Gotcha. You know, it's usually usually you pour some evil. In lieu of payment. In lieu- <laughs> now, there's- you can either get paid or you can get a shot of evil. <laughs> yeah. Woo. Well, and the thing about uh, the, the thing about evil is that it's called evil because it goes. It's 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 very warming. It's kind of a spiced honey type of flavor type of thing, and it's so good. It's really good, but you really only want one shot because because you got to wait a minute, and it tastes so good. You're like, ah, oh, this thing's nothing, and you're like, I'm going to do another one of these. Yeah, this is nothing. I'm going to do another. And then they have to, you know you're laying on the floor of mums, like you know speaking in tongues. <laughs> so so. Matt Hopper does a shot. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, oh, this is really good. And he orders a second one. I'm like, and I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa, Matt Hopper. He's like, ah, man, I got this. 
I think he did like five shots of evil. Oh my god! <laughs> and the next day, they were scraping his brain off of his cranium. It was it was really funny to see him the next day because I I went home and I, I you know went to sleep or whatever and I got up in the morning. I was like I drove down because I was going to meet up with those guys. But I wanted to see them before they left and because it was my first real booking in Baltimore, so I, wanted, I was doing this whole. I care about you thing. So <laughs> so I, I stop over there and, and uh Matt, Matt looked like, you know, an extra from The Walking Dead. It was really funny. So but that's how that's how I got to know uh Andrew Norsworthy and uh he gave me some discs and I've played some shows with him out in Seattle and stuff like that and he's he's hooked me up with some shows out there and But yesterday we were driving along listening to um mostly Chicago, the other guy from Chicago. <laughs> no, we were listening to a bunch of stuff. We were listening to Pump up the jams. Pump, pump it, it up. up. Pump it up. Get, your, get your booty on the dance floor. Or something. I want a place to stay. Get your booty on the floor tonight. Make my day. Mm. That song. This is Grim mixing this mix. He also put Borderline from Madonna in there, which I knew in a minute. I was just like, we're going to be best friends forever. That was the remix version. It was the remix version. Borderline, line, line. A lot of delay and panning. Yeah. Um, so we are listening a lot. Isn't long. there always? That reminds me of my problem. <laughs> a lot of delay, a lot of panning. I don't even know what, what kind of sex act panning is. Well, let's just say you're searching for gold. <laughs> you're letting materials sluice through other other mesh-like things. How's I, that? I don't like where this is going, How's that? sir. Well, you gotta, you, you got to dig to the bottom. <laughs> um. So the the pattern has been that the person in the passenger seat is generally DJing. Um, and so yesterday, because of our um, Why Aren't You Famous uh, GoFundMe page, we can afford to eat not at Taco Bell for every meal. So oh. I said, let's go get a steak at the Texas Roadhouse. Woo! And um, because they have affordable and tasty ta- steaks and... Thank you for being our sponsor. Just kidding. You're not a sponsor, but you could be. Um, So we were driving there, and he pops up this song from Andrew Norsworthy, and I was like, oh, man, I haven't listened to this song in like five years, and it's a perfect song for being on the road. So here you go. We're going to play for you Andrew Norsworthy's Building a Road. Are we ready? Are we going to be like? We're going to be ready. The fidelity is not going to be that great because we don't have a stereo eighth-inch cable to whatever. So you just got to deal with this, ladies and gentlemen, but... You know, use your imagination. And we're going to be listening to it, too. So here's Andrew Norsworthy from his album Stateside. Yep. Maybe. Hold tight. Hold tight here. That's all right. Here we go. They build and they fall They never 
everything as to benefactors. I'll trade charity any day for clarity. I drove my last car off the edge of the year. A funny way of getting clear, I know. They're building a road, a constellation bright of Texaco stars for cars that choke. So that was Andrew Norsworthy with uh, Building a Road from his album Stateside, and I highly recommend that you look it up. Um, We were playing it off of Spotify, but you can um, surely... You can find it on iTunes, definitely. Yeah, find it on iTunes where you can hear a much more higher fidelity quality version of it, and I encourage you to do so. Absolutely. Yes. So we should probably wrap it up because we need to edit this, post it. we got to hit the road in an hour. Yep. We are doing our personal podcasting today for our supporters. I think we have like... 10 or 14 of them to do. We're going to be doing little five or 10 minute shout outs. Excuse me. (laughs) Coffee's coming back up. Um, And then tonight we're headed to the Mercury Lounge in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Tomorrow we are in Oklahoma City at Joe's Addiction, which is going to be really cool. Wednesday night, I need to get my um, Hendrix College people. This is the other thing that is so hard about promoting a tour is that like while you're on the road, you're thinking like, I just want to get some sleep, but there's a lot of promotion to um, be done. So I'm going to be doing that for the next hour as well. And um, 
We just are so grateful to see everybody and to have this opportunity. This is like the best tour ever. It is the best tour ever. Yeah. This is the best tour ever. It will go down in my in my in my memory, yes. my real memory, my memory that exists for as long as I exist as the best tour ever. All right. I'm just saying. So. All right. Um, we will be podcasting again later in the week and posting another one probably next Monday. Hopefully yes. that's the plan. Yep. Um, we are thinking of shifting our Baltimore date from March 24th to March 25th because I think there's a big march. Yes. For the students' lives um, protesting um, and encouraging gun control. Right. Common sense gun control legislation. Yep. Um, so we may be switching that, uh, but we'll keep you posted and I'll post stuff on the website. Why aren't you famous org. Oh, speaking of which, let's just get this out of the way. Okay. I need money um, to eat and live indoors, <laughs> and you can pay me by subscribing to my subscription service, mm-hmm. which I gotta work on. Yikes. Yeah, y'all. Um, we gotta mm-hmm. find some time. Maybe that's what we'll be doing on Saturday or if we can chill this weekend. Yeah. We'll see. Um, at ellencherry.bandcamp.com and my website is ellencherry.com what about you? Uh, you can find all my stuff at junestar.bandcamp.com and also junestar.com I have a subscription service $5 a month uh, I am completely up to date with all my stuff which is pretty cool that's which awesome I'm posting a song a week this year I'm doing 52 public domain songs last year I did 52 uh, original tunes, and next year I'll be doing another 52 original tunes because that's actually a lot easier uh, than doing public domain songs. Sorry, I just freaked out because I was like, "Where's my guitar?" And then I realized, like, I didn't bring it in. You brought it in. I brought it in. So, yes. like, so there whoa! Is. I just freaked out a little. Once bit. again, ladies and gentlemen, it's all about Ellen Cherry. It's <laughs> all about her. So there having you have technical it. difficulties so, and mm-hmm. and worrying about my guitar. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so we'll. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, we'll see you out on the road. Nice. (laughs) All right, see you guys.